Hey. Hey, you. Did you know that once Kate Winslet found out that she'd be sharing a nude scene with Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic, she flashed him randomly when they first met to break the ice? Did you know George Lucas's dog was named Indiana? Did you know that we have a Patreon? <laughs> well, check it out. You can find it in the links inside the episode descriptions or at our official website. It's a great way to support the show and even get yourselves shouted out at the end of every month. It really helps us out, and we are eternally grateful to each and every one of you that supports us. But for now, honestly, I really hope you just enjoy this episode. Yeah, and that's why Matt and I keep struggling to figure out who's going to be the villain in the next Batman movie. Professor Pig. Court of Owls. I would prefer it be Court of Owls. Here's the thing. Warner Brothers is making it, so who knows? They'll probably have all of the villains that we just named will be in the second one, and the whole series will end up rebooted by 2026. I'm just saying there's an equally that's equally likely as anything else that could come out of that movie. So we'll be starring Joel Schumacher this time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, the, like there's no reason to believe that Joel that won't Schumacher. happen. I made a bat suit completely out of nipples. It's like, crazy. honestly, it could a hundred. Yeah, first of all, welcome back, Matt. Uh, yeah. our our oh, bat man. guy and always here for Batman. We're stoked you're here. Yay, Batman. Bat Batman. The the crazy part of Batman. Batman's like uh, Yeah. Batman's been fucking around for two movies and now we're gonna find out. <laughs> it's kinda true, yeah. yeah like he's been kinda he's like been fucking around and we're gonna be yeah. finding out today. It's it's rough. I hate it. Batman Forever is like such an incredible heel turn in the batman like oeuvre and um i would like to to like notify our listeners that i was absolutely shit tanked for the entire duration of my watching this movie taking notes on this movie thinking about this movie i never revisited anything that we're about to talk about sober it's been a few days since i watched it i have nothing intelligent (laughs) to say I'm so excited. I haven't specifically because I knew that I haven't read any of the notes going through here except for the plot, which I will absolutely you guys better believe I'm going to let Lindsay read this shit. But before we do that, I'm going to I'm going to kind of break it down what we're doing here and who who made this movie happen. A monster. Tim Burton, for those of you who don't know, actually was supposed to come back for this. Uh, and then he didn't like the pressure that WB was putting on him. So they grabbed a relatively unknown director named Michael Schumacher or Joel Schumacher. I don't know why I always call him Michael. Because of Michael Keaton. That's very true. Uh, Joel Schumacher. A name which will live in infamy. It will, actually, because he'll go from this and then he'll go into Batman and Robin. What a run. Your boy does have a producing credit on this, though. He does, um, actually. Yeah, he stayed for quite some time. Your boy um, being uh, fucking, what's his name? Tim Burton. Yeah. 
Um, the screenplay was written by Lee Batchelor and Janet Scott Batchelor. Uh, so that's also already like kind of an issue. Jack Kirby was not involved in this like he was in the previous two at all. Although he does have a cameo in this. It does star Val Kilmer as the Batman the first time they're treating Batman like James Bond. And we'll get into why a little bit later. Is this the first Bat uh, acting change? No. Well, yes? not really. I mean, we had you had Adam West, but then when Tim Burton was like, I want to do an adult gothic version of batman which became the batman that we all kind of knew and grew up with uh he was like no we're gonna we're gonna do this and then michael keaton was supposed to come back but as soon as he had his first meeting with joel schumacher he was like fuck no (laughs) when he saw his vision yeah he was like i don't like the direction this is going so we had two with keaton this is the first bat actors change the movies bat actor switch it's still the same alfred though uh, Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face, Jim Carrey as the Riddler, which is also crazy, uh, Chris O'Donnell as Dick Grayson slash Robin, and Nicole Kidman as Chase Meridian, which I she's so pointless in this movie, but I love that name. I don't know why, but the name Chase Meridian just is like such a badass name. I feel like she should be a NASCAR driver or something or an international jewel thief. Pixar character. A Pixar character, yeah. She's not built like a Pixar mom, but I could see it. Um, what is this movie about, Lindsay? Can you can you do me a flavor and hit me with a hit me with a plot? Honestly, I don't know, man. Like the, the Riddler and Two Face team up for reasons. Bruce <laughs> Bruce Brew-ass. adopts yeah, as I spelt it, Bruass adopts Robin for reasons. It's really just chaos, and I just, if anyone has anything better, I'm here for it. Like, I legitimately was just drinking all weekend, and I, I don't know what happened in this movie. I don't know the plot. That's actually, like, as close as we can get it. Like, it's it's pretty close. The only, ironically enough, the only comic book accurate origins in this movie is Two-Face and kind of is Dick Grayson's. In really like this, like that's what happened. That's really what happened to his parents. But it wasn't Two Face that did it. Um, but that is how Two Face became Two Face. He had acid thrown on him. Um, although for those of you who remember when we were doing Batman Returns, Batman uh, nineteen eighty nine, it was uh, Harvey Dent was actually played by Billy D Williams, and in his contract, it was actually stipulated that he would return for another Batman to play two face. And so WB had to buy out that portion of his contract in order to bring in Tommy Lee Jones. So all over the place, this movie is all behind the scenes before this movie's even being made. This movie is fucking chaos already expensive, very expensive. That is very, very true. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Where is this? Where am I looking for this? If I, for some reason need to, uh, you can find this on HBO Max, baby. This yeah, free. You can. Just kidding. You can't find it anywhere. Don't watch it. Don't look for yeah, it. Yeah, don't. You'll never see it ever. <laughs> There's another one on there with Pattinson. You should watch that one. You should watch that one or the, uh, you know what? Go watch Batman Begins. That's a better Batman origin of any story. very true. Yeah, it's or, very true. Or you guys know my favorite Batman and Batman Robin. And Robin. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> we'll be right around the corner on that one, dude. That's like three years from now. <laughs> You're out of control. <laughs> Oh, I do oh, love that one. <laughs> Let's go to the timeline. Right. 
All right. It yes. is once again the year of our Lord, 1995. The podcast is based upon this now. We are just the 1995 That's all podcast. we do here. That's all we do. <laughs> um, all right. So we're going to be bringing you new historical context every week, if not new Oscar winners. So in 1995, <laughs> uh, a referendum for Quebec to become independent from Canada was narrowly defeated. The Bosnian Civil War comes to an end after the death of over 7,000 Muslims. Toy Story releases as the first fully computer animated feature film. Matt, tell us about Rotten Tomatoes. You want to take this one? <sighs> yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm not normally the biggest fan of Rotten Tomatoes, but I think they hit it right on the nose with this one. Um, so there was it was 39% on the on the tomato meter and then 32% audience score. I think that's a little high. I think it should be a negative 40,000 for the audience well, score. Don't we that's all. just me. <laughs> you know, um, here we are. <laughs> it's the worst movie we reviewed since we started capturing the Rotten Tomato score. Um, it is. And it is. it's it hurts my heart so much. I'm not reading this last <laughs> sentence, by the way. This this is Lindsay all over it. Wild, since it's so incredibly good. Shut the fuck up. I mean, honestly, guys, I'm going to tell you, this is the first time probably, maybe not ever, but definitely the first time where we've had a guest on where the notes are legitimately just mine, and I barely can claim to have watched this movie. I was tanked. This is basically just explaining why this movie is not a reflection of Lindsay's notes. <laughs> I fucking loved this. I was, I'm like, wa I'm watching it and I'm just like, what kind of fever dream is yeah. this movie? I loved it because I was in a fever dream when I was watching yeah, it. Yeah, you were. I was like, go oh bitch. Like, this is awesome. I loved this movie. Um, Driving Miss Daisy wins Best Picture. Murphy Brown and L.A. Law win the Emmys and just what the fuck, man? Like, I'm so glad TV doesn't suck anymore. I said a couple oh, episodes yeah. ago that I was only going to say that once. No, we're saying it every time. <laughs> this made nothing, by the way. As it should have. This movie cost a fuckload to make. Like, verse, and I'm going to pull it up right now, actually. Because it looks like garbage. That shocks me. Even though, again, I loved it. I just, you know, to be clear. The estimated budget for it was a hundred million dollars. Yeah, which at the time was ridiculous. It's a lot of money even now. Yeah, it did one eighty four domestic and three thirty six worldwide. Yeah, Jeez. and like that's not bad given that everyone hated it, right? Oh like, yeah, but no, it's atrocious. Yeah, the fact that it's I think honestly it carried a bit by its name. It was it was yep. literally it was a Batman movie got carried by merchandise keeping in line with making fun of Lindsay's spelling when she's drunk i'm gonna read you word for word how in the parks section was written for you guys <laughs> lots of bast man at six flags loved this ride <laughs> i just genuinely dude i wish i had been in the room with you i this is one of those few times where i wish we had been on screen share i was unbelievably drunk friday night <laughs> Um, and then I'm to close this out, I'm going to read the sequels and remakes because once again, I'm going to read how Lindsay wrote this. This is bat number three, first shoemaker film. Close enough. <laughs> I don't know what about that is any worse than my usual. Well, he should quit being a director and become a shoemaker because that's it's all he's good for. Like that. His, it's almost his, spelled correctly. It's, it's so almost spelled, but not even close. I don't know how you spell that correctly even now. And I'm only... A little bit, not M A C H E R. 
The point is, there are a number of Batman films in the history of Batman, as we know, and this is the third Batman movie, but the first of the Schumacher duo, because there's only two of those movies, because for some reason, people didn't like this. I can't tell you why, um, because we are finally speaking my bat language. Oh, my God. (laughs) Let's get out of here. Let's get into the fucking movie so we can tell you why. This is my game. No. <laughs> no. First of all, I this, fucking love knowing, this. No. Knowing that this was supposed to be a direct sequel to Batman Returns because Tim Burton was initially involved makes this so much worse, in my opinion. Like, it, it just genuinely what happened to this movie makes it so much worse. Because there is a running theory that Batman Forever and Batman and Robin are not actually Batman movies. They're movies about Batman inside the Tim Burton universe. That's why they're so bad. That's hilarious, and it works for me, and it changes my feelings on how much I like it. Zero. I still. Think oh, I know. Great. I have no doubt. We're not going to be able to change your feelings in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> well, you never have. We never. We've, no, I. She is steadfast. Nothing if not consistent. It's true. I am. I am committed. Uh, I really like it, but Matt, why don't you tell us why this why this isn't great and then I'll hilariously elaborate on why it is. But why don't you give us like the for real, like this movie is kind of garbage and then I'll I'll give you some silly bullshit. <laughs> some silliest bullshit. Yeah, like I'll tell you something that's like that I probably don't mean with all my heart, but it's, it makes me smile. <laughs> so Schumacher has previously stated that he was going for obviously a different feel and vibe of the movie other than Burton's, which is very gothic noir style. Like you can tell in the buildings and stuff. Schumacher took a different approach where he made it very theatrical. And you can even tell in the set design, it looks like it's in a big giant room, uh, like in a hangar or something. The things, the things that I do like about the movie is that it does pull heavily from the comics. It's just adapted very poorly. So things like um, classic tales about how, like, like Scott said, two face was made. Um, even some some references to the Dark Knight Returns and the helicopter scene with the vault um, mm. where he yanks the vault out of the building. Um, those are all ref- direct tie ins and references to the comics, which is really cool that I do really admire. But the things that make it really bad are like the aesthetic changes to the bat suit. Whereas before it was very like tech looking, it's very, it had very straight lines. This one is more, and Schumacher stated that his intent with the bat suits was to make it more like Greek uh, mythology styled in, in the way they made like their marble statues and stuff. Um, But it's very clear. It's like pleather with like hard plastic and bat nipples. Not in this movie yet, right? Or is are they actually in this one? The original suit that Val Kilmer wears, it has the bat nipples. And then the sonar suit does not have bat nipples. Um, ah. And then Robin's suit also has bat nipples, unfortunately. Um, and his suit is just ungodly atrocious. <laughs> it's so God, bad. Yeah. Robin Robin's looks like, really bad. It, it, it so is. Bad. It looks like a fucking Power Ranger villain. It it's does. unbelievable. All right, we'll talk. But yeah, you're right. You're right. You're um, right. That made me laugh. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it also defies physics, as as I was like texting you guys. He, Batman shoots the, the grapple gun in the very beginning of the movie, and it goes through a solid five-inch block of concrete. Oh, yeah, dude. But... <laughs> 
it then holds the weight of like a 10 ton vault. Like yeah. that doesn't make any kind of sense. Also ignoring the fact that a helicopter that size could not carry a vault that big. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And there, the movie is riddled with, with bullshit, like, just inconsistencies within real logic and physics. And it's just, how did Riddler build the fucking facility that fast? Not like, only none of that, that shit makes it's, sense. It, it looked like it was a click and play Lego set mega block yeah, set. Cause it's it like, Oh, I'm just going to put these <laughs> things together and it all works. But yeah, he has it's literally a blender on people's heads it's a blender yep. full of cut up pvc pipe um it's it's just frustrating because they're like well it'll probably it's clearly one of those things where it'll probably make money because it's batman it doesn't have to look as great so we can cut costs here because we had to buy out a bunch of contracts and this and that and it's just it shows in the the end result and I'm fairly certain, if I remember correctly, Schumacher is like proud of this, and I just don't know why. It's an it's an <laughs> atrocity. Know, you know what I like about the way that it looks? It's like when you like take a minute to reflect, as we do in this podcast, on the timeline and the fact that Jurassic Park had come out at this point. Yeah. And this is what, like, this looks like it is 1995. So bad. This looks like on the level of Gremlins 2 from 86. Like, it feels like we're, right? Was that 86 or 84? No, that was the first one. It's on the level, honestly, God, dude, it's on the level of uh, Never Ending Story. But yeah, it feels like yeah. an 80s movie, right? It feels like it's, yeah. like, really fucking bad looking. Um, It's unbelievable. And, and it's, like, a big budget like modern blockbuster. <laughs> and what I really hate about it is that you can tell it's made poorly cuz when you watch the silhouette of the Batmobile drive away, you can see the giant fins. Oh, you can see the fins moving yeah. when they're when yeah. they're running with a big bat signal light behind them in slow motion in the dark. You can see his ears flopping. I'm like, dude, this looks so bad. How did anyone like see that and go ran down to party Awesome. City. Yeah, they're like that looks great awesome i love it it's yeah. so it's so terrible but i will say i do like the design of the batmobile and i'm sure we'll get into this later because the the designer is the same one who designed the aliens from the aliens movies and i think that's really cool oh that's neat i enjoy mm -hmm. that well so so that's all that's all pretty legitimate criticism of this movie right like it's like it's pretty Mine bad but my criticism is more with the writing. The writing. I'm not even getting into the writing. Well, well no, it's like not we'll even that. It's like the acting the and the dialogue right? and shit. But yeah, so like, I feel like we'll. Break I'm with that Matt down, behind. Like, more with oh yeah, character. we have. We absolutely will. I just like I'm. I'm with Matt as far as like the aesthetic goes. I think. I think I can understand like why we wanted to make Gotham look a little bit different, but also like. Dude, Gotham looks insane. Are you kidding me? Yeah. The look of like I would like very much to talk about that. Go ahead. No, I mean like go on, go on, but I just mean in general we need to have a conversation about Gotham because we always do and all my only note on it is that it looks insane. With the last two movies, though, Gotham was its own character. We had this like feeling that like Gotham was this its own thing and these were massive sets and these buildings looked very intimidating and very uh Batman the animated series. They were very big, very imposing, very like gothic and dark. And in this one, you're just like, holy fuck, dude. 
Joel Schumacher must have spent like three days tripping balls and then was like, we should put glow sticks everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Like, like yeah. the city planners were just ripped the whole yeah. time. <laughs> they were just like, holy fuck. Have you guys ever heard of Burning Man? Like, Yo, there is shit. straight up MDMA in the water in this Gotham. Like, it's yes. insane. It is all neon. It is one giant rave. It is also 1995. And it feels, right? It's very 90s. This yeah. ravey aesthetic. But it's mm. also like, like, okay, that was one thing. And the ravey aesthetic, I believe, will still be there in batman and robin it super is it's actually a lot worse yeah it's, it's like so way much worse. worse it's so much worse <laughs> god i love that movie so if i could picture bane it's like so ridiculous <laughs> oh, it's so, oh, it's so, it's so funny it's so oh my god but but okay like there's the ravey aesthetic is like one thing right and it's awesome right and then the other crazy thing about gotham in this is that like it is so obviously fake like it's oh yeah nothing about it feels real it's all miniatures and like terrible CG, but it's not really yeah. CG, but like bad miniatures. Like there are points where you can see that like the Batmobile is made of clay or some shit like that. It's like a yeah. real thing that's happening in this movie. Like there are miniatures, there are fucking like, like, uh, oh, what are the car toys called? I just said a huge wheels. RC cars. Yeah. I was going to oh, say RC, but that's wrong. Cause I've been watching yeah. toy story. Yeah. It's Jesus. like, uh, I know Gotham hot is wheels. just Gotham is full of little Hot Wheels running around. Yeah. Like, it's honestly just a giant miniature, and it looks so fake and so ridiculous. Like, it's all crazy, like a caricature of Gotham. But then at the same time, like, the Statue of Liberty is in Gotham, and it says Gotham. But it says Gotham on her fucking head. Like, dude, what? I forgot about that on the initial flyover, and I was watching this, and I was just like, holy shit. What am I about to get back into here? Which is ironic because I remember so much about this movie. And I remember it because the Riddler is one of my top three favorite Batman villains. And like this was the first time we got a Riddler, like a legitimately big Riddler. By this time, we also had Batman the animated series. But the Riddler is kind of like matt's favorite villain the clock king he doesn't really show up that much and that's why matt and i keep struggling to figure out who's going to be the villain in the next batman movie professor pig court of owls i really want the court of owls i would prefer it be court of owls yeah i i'm hoping that we don't get joker until either the third movie or not third. at all and he's just like a puppet master from arkham yeah i think yeah. that'd be sick I think not at all for a minute. I think earn that shit. I think like, but you mm -hmm. know what? Here's the thing. Warner Brothers is making it. So who knows? They'll probably have all of the villains that we just named will be in the second one. And the whole series will end up rebooted by 2026. I'm Sorry. just saying there's equally, that's it's equally likely as anything else that could come out of that movie. So. We'll be starring Joel Schumacher this time. Yeah, um, exactly. Like, <laughs> at the, like there's no reason to believe that Joel that won't Schumacher. happen. I made a bat suit completely out of nipples. It's like crazy. honestly, it could a hundred. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I also have to agree with Matt on one other things. Like, oh my god, the bat card. Dude, the, okay, no, the bat card is fucking fire, and so is the fact that the it's first this, line this out of his one. whatever. I I obviously it nothing matters. Um, all of that can't be bullshit. Is unbelievable in these movies, and I love this terrible garbage. And the first yeah. line that he says in the movie is like. Alfred's like, did you have dinner or some bullshit? And he's like, I'll get drive through. And he's into the bat. He's like, Batman yeah. says that. And I'm like, this is needed. This phase of Batman, <laughs> I don't care. 
if it's a fucking fever dream or it's not real or it's like something that fucking like Batman had like a bad acid trip and done this was it. I don't care how this fits into the canon. I only care that it's real because I think there's a place for camp and Batman. I really do. And I think it's important. There is. Yeah. It is important that we had at least two blockbuster Batman movies that featured fucking bat nipples and a credit card and like going to McDonald's Mm -hmm. as Batman. Because like that's part of the Batman thing that's hilarious, right? Like you guys have seen like how it should have ended, like their Batman caricature. (laughs) That one billion percent, that doesn't exist if this movie doesn't exist. And oh, not a chance in hell. This is important in, I just want to say like this fucking unbelievable lunacy that is so offensive to Batman's in so many ways is absolutely necessary in the development I, of Batman on screen. I feel like this movie is as important to Batman as Green Lantern is to Ryan Reynolds's career. I agree. <laughs> I absolutely I agree. agree. It, it's I only like good just to troll people. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. But you know what? But it sets up part of the aura that is Ryan Reynolds now, right? It's a hilarious yeah. joke in Deadpool too. Like it's part of his whole and probably thing. three, and yeah. every mint we, commercial. Oh my we, god! Yeah, yeah, it's all part of that. Like that's part of the personality he's made for himself. He took his biggest fucking crazy flop and made it into like who he is now, and like his it's like a island of his personality. Like absolute these movies are my favorite and they're important oh my god imagine if oh, batman yeah. was only all serious bullshit and you can it i'd was love it the dark the Dude, night that's... it would be awful it would not I be would funny when he says the it. night see but you're only saying that because we have these if we had serious batman from start to finish you would never be like dude wouldn't it be crazy if like there was a <laughs> lunatic like bonkers ass Batman? because people would like talk about it and be like you're fucking insane Lindsay. like <laughs> Bat- that's not who batman what is if- batman is not neon lights and scaling up uh sides of buildings with a single battering you know and if- unlocking if- a fucking k or what is it uh god damn it it's the very beginning of the movie oh uh, unlocking a fucking like 10 inch thick safe with a guy's hearing aid from the other side while the dude is screaming in his ear it's boiling acid no i fucking hated that part and i want to smack that dude in the face but if, no, if they were going to no make, way. if they were going to make a movie about Batman and it be campy, it should not have had George Clooney, and it definitely should not have had Val Kilmer. They should have just got Adam West to do a Batman absolutely six movie. Absolutely, it should have been a live action Adam sixty six movie. Absolutely, yep. it should have. My favorite Batman is Clooney, though. No, he's so great. He says it's the worst thing he's ever done in his life. That's why I love it because it's awful. Batman and Robin is George Clooney's Catwoman for Halle Berry. Yeah, because it's just ridiculous. It's but it's a lot. Come on, it's better than Halle Berry's Catwoman. Like everything is better than that. Yeah, I'm like, don't let's be. Let's not be too offensive towards it. While we're on this subject, though, I do think we need to. I do think we do need to address, like, the use of Batman's villains up to this point. Yeah, because it's been cool. We, like I said, we had a lot. Yeah, eighty nine starts with the most iconic Batman villain of all time. Obviously, then we really super mellow out with Penguin, who everybody's like, "Yeah, it's Penguin. He's not. He's like a super villain, but he's not like 
a super villain. He's just like a bad guy. And as the years have kind of gone on, like Penguin's been more of like this like mob boss type where in back in the day it was like he's this like dude that's obsessed with penguins and umbrellas that do he has magical a different things. Yeah, he has a monocle and and then they were like what if we just made him this grotesque like fucking monster child. Um and then obviously Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman and she was awesome and smoking hot and insane and so now they're like what have we done before we've done like a crazy ass villain we've done this villain that's in love with batman we've done this villain who has nothing to do with batman we've we've got to figure something else out and so originally the only villain for the third movie was gonna be riddler which i'm okay with if it's just riddler totally fine we saw that that works in battinson like Mm, it it can happen it's fine i'm okay with that when burton dropped out wb was like nah fam schumacher what you got and he's like you guys ever heard of this dude named two-face and they're like don't tell billy d williams but yes we have and so they went on this like tirade of making these villains as goofy and campy as the 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 sets that they were designing and i think that's why i have such a huge problem with this movie two-face is not this lunatic insane laughing all the time he literally they both tried to be the joker and what's irritating is there are glimpses of a really good points of jim carrey playing the riddler really well like when he first shows up in the Riddler costume to Two Face's hideout, that's perfect. That is exactly how the Riddler is. He literally has a mental compulsion for puzzles. That's his whole story. He, but in this, it's just like he wants to be Bruce Wayne, and then it makes him go insane because Bruce Wayne. Does, by the way, this is me answering your question about what the fuck was Riddler's backstory, and I was like, we spent twenty minutes of the movie explaining it. He works no for Wayne Tech. I know you don't. It was okay. like literally 30 minutes ago that no, you were like, No, honest Wait. to God, I'm like, I don't. I, I'm i like, he just shows up fully baked as Two-Face, he right? So, so explain Two-Face does. What... So Two-Face exists in the movie already. He's just there. He's the villain. We see him right off the bat. Nothing. Well, that's we just what I'm get saying. No, Riddler, like, oh. I'm like, I kind of under. Well, we'll get to the Riddler. But like, I. Yeah. But Two-Face, I'm like, he just is here, right? Like, yeah, he's, he's just, just there. We the get way. a single news article yeah. recapping. That's what happened to him. What happened to him? He fell into a vat of acid. No, in the in the original comics, he is the district attorney, just like he is in the Nolan verse. Right, 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 right. I can't remember what happens to him. He looks so crazy in the Nolan one. I love it. I wish Nolan had made more movies. So do we. Um, in the Nolan one, he's in the explosion and it it burns off half of his body. That's how he becomes that version of Two Face. They never actually call him Two Face. They just talk about how the boys in oh, the precinct right. of the, the place he used to work Harvey called Two-Face. him Harvey Two Face. Right. In this one, he's in court and a mob like hitman throws acid on his face i think it was maroney it was maroney actually which is a dope ass name drop anyway so he's just there he already exists in this movie he is supposed to bring us into the introduction of batman and show that gotham still has crazy ass threats 
So I like that. I, I like my superhero movies to just be like, here we, we go. We exist. Fucking deal with it. Like there are crazy bad guys and not everything's an origin story. Like, fuck you. This guy just is here. And I'm like, yes, yeah. like, let's go with that. That's cool. But I was drunk and confused. Cause I was like, where did this guy come from? Like, I'm not, what the fuck? Like, I'm not used to yeah. not seeing him fall in the vat of acid or whatever. Like, I just was like, all right, this guy's here. Um, <laughs> but then we have this. And so now we're like, okay, we have to introduce Batman in some way. So they're thwarting this bank robbery, which isn't really a bank robbery. It's a trap to get Batman inside this vault. Okay, that's fine. Two-Face doesn't really do schemes like that. He is literally all about the money and getting revenge on people and whatever. My problem with this movie is genuinely how they handle Riddler. Because Jim, it's just Jim Carrey after he visited a spirit Halloween store. Okay, so first of all, fuck yes. Second of all, <laughs> yeah. that's you just you just described in short words why i love this movie like oh i know I, and i love jim carrey I've talked a lot of shit very recently on the podcast about jim carrey so yes, you if have. you guys want to know my feelings about that back up a couple episodes to the grinch the grinch and ace ventura yeah i not generally i loved him as a kid was only allowed to watch the scenes of this movie with him in it when the movie came out this mm. was the only movie for whatever reason because i was allowed to watch everything else um but for whatever reason, my parents drew the line here and they said, you can only watch parts with Jim Carrey because you can't go see this Batman movie. And I'm like, fucking fine. Um, this is my favorite movie that we've watched with Jim Carrey in it. He's fucking awesome in this. I love his his costume from Spirit Halloween. It's so great. It's it's I am obsessed with it and I want it like the final form costume, the silver one, the one that it's all silver. No, it, I have to describe it for our listeners. For those watching on YouTube, I'll have many images <laughs> check out our youtube channel <laughs> but like joe carey is wearing like for my swifties it is like taylor's outfit that she wore at the 1989 world tour the all gold like cat suit like the tight fitting bodysuit similar to like That's britney exactly spears's red is. suit yeah except it it is a spandex tight full body suit that is fucking like rhinestones with with silver. green question marks yeah it's like silver rhinestones with green question marks it is iconic and i must have it like i want to go as that for halloween it's very zoolander fabulous like are you fucking kidding me no he looks like a debunked outfit from blades of glory it was awesome good it was the best thing i've ever seen it's my favorite thing in a batman movie so far i'm not even kidding I God. I loved this movie. It was insane. That outfit was just such chaos. Dude, well, and that's the thing. Like, as you watch it, here okay, so here's like the bonkers ass part about it. Up until the point where you find out what Riddler's big ass plan is, he's actually doing a good job. You're like, okay, dude, he's fitting the bill. He's like, he's crazy, he's fucking, he's being weird. Um, he's obsessed with puzzles he works for bruce he doctors the footage of him killing his boss and then when bruce is like no dude that's basically mind control Um, yeah he has an idea right he's like yeah he has an idea 
you should make this thing. You should do. It kind of reminds me of uh, like the Mysterio crew in Spider Man. Very like, much so. Mm-hmm. Yes. We were your engineers. He like makes a yeah. thing, and it's like, and Bruce is like, yeah, that's like mind control. Like that's not what we're gonna do. And he just is yeah. like, then I'm gonna be the Riddler. Fuck you. That was my understanding. Basically, and please tell that's me. Ex- no, that's exactly what happens, and that's. Not, so I was paying attention. My notes are accurate. No, I know. <laughs> that's well, and that's what I'm saying. Like comic book wise, that's not accurate at all. But whatever, I'm fine with that. We're getting so far out of the way from the comics, it's fine. I don't think that's ever been the goal in something like this. Like the least of our problems. Love all of that. I loved the Riddler in this. I thought it was epic, and I usually hate Jim Carrey, and I just think he was like so good in this role. It was like it was fun to see him like we talked about this with his movies and like how weird it is to see him be like absurd in these normal worlds and like that style of comedy where there's like the one guy who's weird and everyone else is kind of normal ish around them. I like seeing Jim Carrey in this just utter chaos. Like the whole world matches him. Like he's like feels understated compared to some of this shit. Yeah. He's Mm -hmm. just here. Like he just fits in perfectly. It's like Schumacher was just like, Let's get on Jim Carrey's level. Let's like that was the goal of this movie, and it was a wild success in meeting that goal. Well, Jim Carrey came into this movie coming off of Dumb and Dumber and The Mask and Ace Ventura, so he that was kind of like his calling card of the '90s: be a cartoon character. Which I know he's later gone on to say how much he dislikes doing now, um, except Sonic the Hedgehog, which is fucking incredible. Oh yeah, he did an um, awesome job in Sonic, dude. Um, but it's kind of like everyone would go see Batman forever. Be like, yeah, it's Jim Carrey. He's like a real life cartoon character. It totally makes sense. And it's, it's just, just he's the only part of this movie that fits. Yeah. I still hate it all. Oh, I do too. You'll never hear me say, (laughs) dude, that movie's great. I, I, even in, even in the context of the Schumacher movie, I, there at the, I liked him before he went insane. Once he went insane, I'm like, I, I hate this version of the Riddler. That's and what I'm saying, dude. He, when both, he shows up, it's fine. Both villains have little tiny glimmers of like legitimate trained actor acting. And that's when when he's first approaching um Bruce with his blender contraption. And then for Two-Face, he looks at Batman and he says, You've always been a good friend to me, Bruce. I was like, Oh, oh. at the very end. I was like, Oh shit, that's like a real like I could feel the emotion behind the line and they went bah! and he turned into a cartoon. Character. I'm like, he fucked it up. Yeah. He's just kind of like, no curtains, one or two, just curtains. And I'm like, why? Yeah. The whole time was just like, they just turned two face into wish.com Joker. This is terrible. Yeah, I'm telling you, he's these Kroger's Joker. <laughs> That's all I did is. really like the way that they did the Riddler in the Battenson movie. Like, I'll give oh, you that. So like, I, like those like, are so the good. two extremes. Yeah. All of my silly bullshit aside, obviously you guys are right. Like this is like objectively terrible. And like, it's that's all that matters. Well, so that's what I'm saying is like, but also I can like get serious and come to earth and be like, yes, as we just said, a lot of these villains, like these guys have been done again. We've seen two face. We've seen all these guys, uh, Two-Face and the Riddler both done again. We've seen even the older movies. It's already been done again. Yeah. Like, so yes, there's obviously a better way to do this. I understand not liking it, um, but I'm just going to lean into like, 
You know, no, actually, um, Matt and I were talking about this the other day, not with you, Scott, because you're not cool enough to talk to us anymore because you don't watch The Last of Us. Um, but something we were saying the other day, and this is not ripping on you guys because you guys are right. This is bad. And that's why we need you here. <laughs> so it's not just me being like, whatever. But but also, um, I enjoy an outlook wherein stuff like this, all of the stuff that we love so much, all of this IP, all of this like comic books and movies and all the stuff we love. uh. If it brings you serotonin and dopamine, then it's real and it's good and we should care about it and get as excited about it as we can. And if it is fucking generating cortisol in your body, this is not real, guys. This is a bat. Dress, the man dresses a bat in a book fucking fighting some nonsense bullshit. Walk away. And and you guys are right. This is bad. I'm not criticizing no and that's but and i I'm enjoy totally a worldview of that of like if it pisses me off then i don't then it's not real and i don't need to be that invested in it but as long as it makes me be like what the fuck and I'm crack another white claw i love this movie no that's fine <laughs> that's and i, I totally agree it. with you that's why dude like i will be the first person to tell you that anaconda is a shitty movie it is a shitty shitty totally unrealistic movie but I yeah, but fucking love, love that movie. Yeah, I love me some The Anaconda. same with, yeah, it's ridiculous, but it's still so good. But I really enjoy this, like, the ability to just, like, not care if it's, uh, like, some horrible affront to the IP. Accurate. I kind of don't care. No, the only time I'm going to care is Star Wars. Yeah, see, and I'm just like, I just am like, don't let it bother you. If it bothers you, it doesn't matter. Uh, and if it makes you happy, then it does matter. And that's the way I think about it. It's like, because it's just like a bunch of bullshit. I want you guys to remember that she's saying this because when we get to Harry Potter, it's going to be completely different. Okay, you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that a that's, that's a really good, uh, that's the exception that proves the rule, shall we say. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so let's, let's speak of getting getting worried about ip let's talk about the bat um i i fucking think this guy's a brick wall and i hate it he's like the least fun part of this movie everything in this is like crazy and like whatever fuck it like do another hit of acid and and the bat is just over here being no fun that's what i thought he's a party pooper he is he's not like he's like a serious bat in an unserious movie and i'm like lighten up bitch like did you see the two-face like Calm yourself. Yeah. Riddler's but wearing also, like, like a Taylor Swift costume. Smile. <laughs> Riddler's a Swifty 2022. No, he should uh, Batman should smile more. That's what that's what oh I have God. to say. <laughs> um I have a problem with this Batman mainly because I don't get what his internal struggle was. Because didn't we already handle this two I've- movies ago? I think his internal struggle is how to be a mentor because he wants to help Grayson, but he's trying to figure out how to speak to him in the right way. And he's just like, Oh, it'll just chase you forever. But he like kind of figures it out, but that's the thing. He like figures it out right at the end, at the beginning of the movie. He's like, Oh, well, yeah, just go fill it up in my private garage, which doesn't yeah. make gas in a, it just doesn't make any sense that he would have gas in his house, but whatever. That's if that's what you're worried about, you're fucked. Yeah, I know, right? It's like, yeah. and he says, oh, well, you know, if someone were to restore these bikes, they could keep this super cool one for like a fee. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like you know how to be a mentor. And then you just like turn off your bat brain. You're like, I'm just going to beat everybody up now. Some Batman. 
it goes back to the the Vicky Vale thing too. It's like Batman can't have relationships, but Batman's gonna have a relationship, and this is for the third time. Yeah. Okay. Another you're Batman that, movie. Here's where the, thing. the Well, no, because this is the this is the third time that a female at the end of the movie knows who Batman is. Have you seen Spider Man ever? Yes. Have you? Yeah, same thing. This is like the super, <laughs> or like Roger. occasionally maybe a Superman movie. It's all the same thing. It's all like, but does the girl know? And does that make that your family is in danger? Like, oh, like that is like the plot of superhero. Like, yeah, obviously that's fucking it, that what happens. The only time that came true was in Spider Man. <laughs> right. Spider Man got fucked. Yeah, Spider Man got so fucked so many times. No, but but also like, um, poor Peter. <laughs> I know. It's Anyone so... needs to go to therapy? It's that guy. For real. No, kidding. <laughs> episode is brought to you by by Better Health. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this Marvel oh movie is brought God. to you by Better Health. <laughs> this Marvel movie is brought to you by I tell everyone to go to therapy every week anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Therapy.com. Yeah, no, for no kidding. On psychology.com you can find. All right. So um what was I going to say, though, that like, so they all do that. They all. Oh, it was that, uh, like you said earlier, Scott, I think like this is the first time that we like have kind of turned this into a Bond thing where there's different Batman. It's the first major recasting yeah. for the big screen. And along with that comes this different girlfriend every time thing that Batman has for these early movies, because it's going to be a, it's not it's not the same girl in the Clooney movie, right? There is no girl in the Clooney movie. Lies. I mean, Clooney it's, hooks up. It's Clooney Black Rose. No, he doesn't. He literally doesn't have a girlfriend in the in the Clooney movie. Because Bad Girl's have in sworn. it. Because Bad Girl's in it, and they spend most of the movie fighting over Poison Ivy. Oh uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's he's what like, I'm thinking. He's about. like hypnotized for like 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah, you're right. Well, Chase Meridian's not in it in any case. There's, it shocks me to my core that there's not a different girl in that one. But, uh, but even like later, later when it's Katie Holmes' character, they recast her. Like Batman is kind of like a Bond. There's always a different girl, so it doesn't surprise yeah. me that that's what they're doing here. I agree with Matt that it's more about the mentorship thing. That's what kind of makes this movie different is that he is like picking up the Bat family, and that like that's what the Schumacher films are about, like expanding the Bat family. Which is cool, which is something that Nolan never fucking bothered to do until still the end, and then he stopped making movies. Can you imagine, just for a moment, can you imagine if Nolan was just like, you know what? You guys are right. I should just be Kevin Feige. Fuck my other movies. And he just, like, didn't make Interstellar and just was like, no, I just make Batman movies now. Yeah, he just didn't do any of that. Oppenheimer. None of that exists now. God, that looks so good. There's a fucking branch of the multiverse where he just was like, didn't do any of that. And he just was like, yeah, I'll be Kevin Feige. And the DCEU like dominated just, and never had just, a problem. Just trucks Marvel. <laughs> Can I tell you why I don't want that? Because you just don't want to live in the cool part of the multiverse with me and Matt. No. In that part of the multiverse, people watch The Last of Us. Oh, my God. Because if he had done that, then it ne- we never would have gotten Man of Steel. No, he would have made Man of Steel and it would have been better. Also, this Batman... Just taking us back. He's very monotone the whole movie. He's just deadpan the whole fucking time. The one I'll, one thing I'll give him is that he he give he does a bat voice. He he continues yeah. the bat voice legacy. Whereas Clooney's like, I'm George Clooney. Everyone could know who I am because I'm George Clooney. In case you guys Clooney. forgot, I'm George Clooney. What the hell's wrong with you? I'm Bob Dole. 
<laughs> cannot fucking wait to do that episode. I fucking love Batman and Robin. Like, oh my god! I but he's also he's a detective in this because of the Riddler. Um, but yes, mm-hmm. the the final Riddler, the final riddle when he solves it is like wild, right? Like it's like okay, actually confirm for me: was I just shit tanked, or was the final riddle insane and like impossible for anyone to have ever gotten? And he just was like, it was the most crazy caricature, like picking stuff out of thin air. There's no way this was no, set up mystery. Pretty easy. Felt insane when I was watching it. I was like, what? It definitely <laughs> felt like um, uh, a screen pitch moment. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so the movie can happen. So the movie can happen. He just was like, oh, and then there's a you in Tuesday. So the you in this other, li-. like it was just like totally crazy bullshit that doesn't make any sense was what I took from it. The <laughs> other problem that I have with this as far as like Batman is like he immediately figures out that it's Nigma. Like immediately. Like the first clue literally tells him, hey, by the way, I'm the Riddler. Which is already oh, yeah. a stupid fucking thing. I'm the Riddler. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> how I just heard it. <laughs> but like, Batman. why? Why? If he, if we're supposed to be like this detective, Batman, why did it take him so long to go after Nigma? There's no way he couldn't have found him. No, because he's a detective. He's not a detective. He's not. That's the point of this movie, Scott. Everything's a caricature. He's not a detective. He's a detective. Uh, Like he doesn't. It's all insane. Because it's crazy. It's just. But I like seeing stuff where Batman does a little bit of detecting because I I think it's funny that like. That's why the Batman was so good. Well, so, okay, this goes back to, like, my not knowing anything about Batman except for, like, this nonsense, right? Like, I'd never read a comic book. Like, I don't fucking know anything about it, right? Yeah. And when there weren't any Nolan movies or anything else, it was like, this is what we had. And I didn't know Batman was a detective. The world's greatest detective. Yeah, I didn't know that until I became, like, a deep-cut nerd, like, when the MCU became popular, right? Like, I didn't fucking know that when I saw this. So I like looking back at these old movies and being like, hey, look at Batman detect for, like, half a second in every movie. Because they don't do it much, right? Like, the latest one is the first when we talked about that a lot in our our The Batman episode. Yeah, so go check that out. But um, Fun fact for you, actually. Did you know that Raj al Ghul refers to Batman as detective when Mm -hmm. he talks to him? I he can't wait to rewatch detective. Batman Begins because yeah, like he doesn't do all that much detecting. I guess not any more detecting than your average superhero. Like they're all detecting, right? I, yeah, but he has like tools. He that's the thing. Like, and it's it every time that Batman is a detective, it depends on the villains. Like when New Fifty Two relaunched Batman, and it was there was Batman, and then there was Detective Comics. Any detective comics issue involved a very down-to-earth, realistic villain. Professor Pig, Mad Hatter, Riddler. They were all villains that didn't have superpowers or some fucking wild-ass gimmick or something. It was like Victor Zaz kidnapped that girl down the street. And I've got to figure out what the fuck is going on here. Kind of stuff like that. So that's... I agree with you. Seeing Batman as Detective Batman is, is awesome. And I think this is kind of what lit that fire under people of like, dude, he should be a detective. Like, why are we not? Why don't we do this more? So as far as the bet goes, I feel like this movie has some of the least, at least so far, 
distinction between Bruce and the Bat. Like of the three movies now that we've reviewed, the Batman movies. Um, yeah. They, Bruce and the Bat are pretty much the same guy here. Like they just sort of, I, right? Yeah, he's not mm-hmm. very playboy Bruce in this one. Kind of an especially asshole. because he's he is kind of an asshole, especially when Nigma has his gala. And you do kind of like for like a split second, you're kind of like, wow, maybe Nigma kind of was right. And he's you get this like air that he may was like, well, maybe I should have used this tech. I mean, obviously that's not it, but like the way that Kilmer plays him, you're kind of like, wait, are you jealous that you didn't do this or what the fuck? I don't yeah. know. I just he's very I said it earlier, but he's very wooden. He's very deadpan. He whether he's got the cowl on or not, the only time he shows any kind of emotion is when Chase Meridian says that she's in love with Bruce Wayne and not Batman, and he turns around and smiles to himself. I kind of enjoyed that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but were you, you are. getting um wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um I was getting very much Mask of Phantasm vibes when he was like, no. I'm going to just go be Bruce Wayne. I'm not going to be yeah. Batman anymore. So that's kind of like why I was like, didn't we do this already? And then I remembered that Phantasm came out the year before this. So I was like, oh, wait a minute. No, we kind of didn't, but we kind of did. But yeah, that's this is exactly what he was fighting with in Phantasm. Was like, dude, it's this. It's kind of like Spider-Man 2, except Spider-Man 2, he's like, I just want to be a regular dude in phantasm and in this he was like i can't balance my life like i can't do both and so he's like it's the first time we ever see him consider giving up being batman yeah he's asking his parents if it's okay if he doesn't dedicate his life to fighting people dressed up as a lunatic and he's trying he's (laughs) he's seeking forgiveness and he's trying to be a better person and accept accept love for himself and someone else and then he decides to become a fucking lunatic. I just think like you just hit the nail on the head because like this is why I think the Schumacher films are important because like we <laughs> just have to be real. Like Scott was saying before, like imagine if this had never happened. It was just always serious Batman. It'd be so serious. Bullshit. There is no way that it, at some point people aren't just like, this is really some unironic lunacy, isn't it? Like what is going on? <laughs> like they, we have to take a moment in society to say this is fucking crazy. And now then Nolan's going to make a movie you need to take super seriously, even though it is a lunatic dressed as a bat out to avenge his parents for eternity dressed as though because I'm the Batman. Like, come on. (laughs) They had to make these movies. I'm just mad that no one has actually become the Batman in real life. There's how many billionaires? Come on. Are there? I know. For real. It's because they're all sociopaths. No, that's like a really easy answer. It's because they're going to space. No, you are literally like this. The the psychological profile that makes up a billionaire is remarkably the same as the psychological profile of psychopaths and sociopaths. Like, that's why none of them give a fuck about anyone else. They're not going to become heroes. That's not. They're all the bad guys, man. <laughs> oh, my God. They're the ones building space stations in space. Give us one Iron Man, one Batman. Just give me something. They are all megalomaniacal bastards and none of them are ever going to do anything good for anybody. They don't even pay taxes, Matt. They're not going to dress up as fucking bats and go and save the city. Like, they don't even pay taxes. Like, come on. It's like Iron Man, something. 
Give me something, world. Iron Man didn't pay taxes either. I'm, but so this is why I enjoy the lunacy of it because if you think too closely about it, it's. Just... But I do think that they are just like I thought. Kilmer was a weird choice. Like I didn't. A super weird choice. Especially because he's coming off a tombstone. He's way too young to be adopting like a twenty-something orphan. Like what the fuck? He's actually supposed to be under 18. I was going to say, he's supposed <laughs> to be like 16 or 17. Homeboy looks like he's he needs to go get a tall boy from the, from the corner store. <laughs> Chris O'Donnell earned his Razzie nomination in this movie. The way that he acts, and he's so typically 90s. Yeah. And like bad boy hot kid 90s or whatever when he gets out of the car and is like i'm batman i'm like why are you saying it like that like even if you were batman you wouldn't say it like that he's an absolute icon he reminds me of the original johnny storm in the those yeah. which we need to put that on the timeline scott i don't know that the fantastic four is on the timeline uh i don't know if i have the mental capacity that's Fucking yeah. better be i love that movie it's crazy it's crazy I like this bad stuff. Matt, it's if I have insane. to do this, you're coming on that one with me. God damn it. You just gotta let go <laughs> and just be like, it's like watching Jurassic Park. It's just like, oh my God, okay. You know what? You know what'll be playing in my head? It'll be that really bad um Titanic song with like the recorder flute. Oh that's what's, yes. <laughs> that's what's playing in my head as I watch watch these movies. And I'm telling you, if oh, you're not, no. if if this isn't bringing you joy, like this is a great movie. So <laughs> I do want to point out another thing that's insane is that in this movie, like that made me actually talk out loud to the TV on this film and just be like, what are you fucking kidding me? Is the look of Wayne Manor. Like it's unreal. First of all, it looks completely different. It's, it looks like you're entering vase Dothrak. It has like those two giant horse statues at the entrance. I was like, what the Fuck. It's a completely different building from the other two we've seen. It's mm-hmm. it's just and it's not... darker. Yeah, it's like it's like they don't believe in electricity. It's like he doesn't even make a joke like he does in the first one in '89 when she's like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "I don't." Honestly, I don't think I've ever even been in this room. <laughs> like, like and then the Wayne Manor, they're just in the part like they're literally in the Batcave, the garage. Or the entryway. That one room with the fireplace. (laughs) The entryway. (laughs) Yeah. Scott, you mentioned this at the top of the episode. Um, Alfred's back, same actor as in Mm -hmm. all of the movies, not including the Batman, right? No. So after this, there's not a Batman for a while. So 1998, we don't get another Batman until 2008 when Batman begins. Um, And that's Sir Michael Caine. Oh right, they recast it from they recast him for Batman. Yeah, that that actor who plays Alfred, he's also dead by that point. Well, that's kind of what I figured. That's what I yeah. I was like, yeah. I, I think the last time we see him is like in two thousand one in a commercial. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, he's awesome, and he's as always the most serious character in the movie. Like yeah. in this one, he's definitely, except when he makes a joke about Mr. Wayne's dead wives or what's behind that, like in yeah. the Batcave, like where <laughs> that door goes. Yeah, because Robin over. asked him, like, "What's down there?" And he's like, "Mr. Wayne's dead wives," and I died. Yeah. I actually died. Like, <laughs> there's actually a joke in one of the comics. I can't remember who it is, but someone walks in on Alfred after finding the Batcave and he's like, you've caught me. I am the Batman. And everybody's (laughs) like, what the fuck? 
That's hilarious. Can we skip over Nicole Kidman except for how weirdly hot she is in this movie? Just dripping sex. Yeah, I've never thought she was attractive in any way, but for some reason she's just like smoking hot in this movie. She's beautiful. Oh my god. No. Now, then, and always. She's barely in this movie. She's just here. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she's just here for to just drip sex, and that's fine. Like, I'm I'm really like my note says I'm fine with it. Maybe I'll feel different when I'm not drinking. But my <laughs> I was like, do I have a problem with her character? And then I was like, no, I just don't. It's fine. I couldn't figure it out. Like, I was just like, is she supposed to be helping him? Or is she just a damsel in distress? Or what's going on? Neither. She is just so fucking into Bruce and Batman. And she's having a whole separate internal struggle about who she loves most. And like, whether Batman is even a real thing. And like, she's like going back and forth between the two of them. Like, she's having a whole internal thing that we're not privy to. Um, kind of is, yeah. Yeah, she's like in love with both of them. And she's conflicted. And it's like, does Batman really love me? Or is he just here? And like, what? And Bruce is acting weird. Like, Bruce is acting weird. <laughs> Nicole Kidman is like, it was her day with the brain cell and she didn't get to use it uh, not to figure out who Batman is like that. I'm sorry, but if you're actively making out with two guys and it turns out it's the same guy and one of them is dressed as a bat and yeah, like you're going to notice. I feel like I would be able to tell if I was making out with somebody and then the next day they were dressed as a bat, but they were making out with me. I feel like I would probably like get that that's the same person, right? And they're talking to you and he's standing there. I kind of don't buy it. Well, and that's the thing. He does a Batman voice. Like Matt said, he does do a Batman voice, but he also doesn't do it enough to distinguish between the two of them. Yeah, absolutely. I could pick the two of them out or the same person out in the crowd. Yeah. Meridian Chase, just literally a Bond girl. She has no real. Well, and then she's gone at the end. Like, yeah, she's like not necessary to the story. She's literally just, you know what she does in the story? She actually does have a thing that she does in the story. Jokes. No, she does. And I deleted it from my notes because I was like, you're being such a dumbass." Because I'm typing in my notes, not having absorbed anything about the movie. I was like, she's like Batman's therapist right now. Like, why is she so in tune with mental health? She's a therapist. <laughs> and I had this whole thing about how she, oh I was God. like, she's such a, like a low key, a therapist. Like, is Chase Meridian a therapist? And then it was like, yes. <laughs> like, that's literally what she's doing there. Like, multiple <laughs> times. That's the whole reason she's there is to psychologically profile Batman and all of his villains. I was sober enough to like pick up on that in the text and like suspect that she was a therapist and not sober enough to pick up on when they told me that she was a therapist. So like (laughs) that happened, but, but that's what she does in the movie, right? She, she helps Batman like understand his bullshit. Right. Cause she's always like, Bruce, what are you, what emotion are you experiencing? And he like talks to her about like, he kind of works through some of his mentor bullshit, like Matt was saying, like th- through her. So that's kind of what she does in the plot. Like, to be yeah. fair, she actually does kind of do something ish. No, I'm not saying she's useless. I'm just saying like, I'm, I am. Yeah. Matt was, what would have been awesome is if they had done what they do. And there's a Batman, the animated series where Batman is hated by the current DA. And then she gets captured by a bunch of the villains at Arkham and, and is used as Batman's lawyer to prove that Batman is the reason that they all exist. If that had been where they were going, 
with Chase Meridian's story and been like, Batman is just the the catalyst for all of these people existing and had been this like way of the turning the public against Batman. That would have been awesome. Scott. Hello. Pause. Hang on. That's true that that would all be really cool, but I need you to remember what, no, all of the things that like, that's a cool plot. That's like a cool thing to happen, but you need to remember what movie this is. And that that was all way too complicated and intelligent to be in this movie. That's actually very true. Yeah, holy shit. And like, that's true. No, you should totally go pitch that to whoever it is is making the new ones. Like, go go tell uh, fucking, what's his name? Go tell Gunn. Go tell James Gunn that. But but for the purposes of the Schumacher films, that's way too smart <laughs> for the movie we're watching. Back the truck all the way back up to the factory because the only intelligent thing that this movie had to say was, Chase Meridian may actually be a therapist. You're right. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> all right here's what i want to i want to say though is that there is no way you can fucking tell me that robin isn't the best part of this movie and that chris o'donnell isn't the most 90s thing the that best ever was. part is the credits <laughs> <laughs> no that whole what no he absolutely is not the best part of this movie are you fucking kidding me he is so hot he is so 90s hot is one ear piercing yeah dude chris o'donnell you are a fucking 1990s heartthrob please grace my screens more like everyone's so in love with you and your whole attitude he's on ncis now yeah he is good and it's not even ncis it's ncis hawaii oh god that's where chris o'donnell belongs that's where he is no dude this whole movie though i'm like okay I'm distracted by how 90s hot you are. Like, I kind of feel like I'm like 11 years old right now. And then I'm like, wait, but why is Bruce at the circus at all? And then I'm like, who cares? Like, it's it's been two mom movies and it's time for Robin. So like, fuck it, he's here. That was my takeaway of how we got Robin. Like, watching this movie, I was like, okay, we're at the circus. I see that these are the flying whoever's and like, that's the Grayson's and that's how we get Robin. I understand that he's one of these acrobats or whatever the fuck. And I'm like, totally following it, totally following it. All of a sudden there's carnage and Bruce just takes this kid home. And I'm like, why? What just happened? What did I? If I remember correctly, it was like a charity event sponsored by the Wayne Corporation. So he's like, I'll take the orphaned. Yeah. He's like, this, this, this never would have happened if I hadn't been a philanthropist. Insane. In fucking sane. Robin from the Dark Knight rises was like you're the most famous orphan kid ever yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna train to be batman without realizing it <laughs> i'm fucking james gordon love it i was on that 70s show for a half a minute why couldn't joseph gordon love it first of all is such a heartthrob and i'm in love with him and why please stop <laughs> everything that he does is amazing and the fact that he did not get in it like the fact that chris nolan didn't just give up everything to just fucking do batman movies and like build the dceu is criminal can you imagine where we would be if they had developed that joseph gordon levitt would have been just i hate everything well it was never supposed to go beyond batman begins and then they're like you want to do another one he's like you gonna pay me? It should have been the fa- <laughs> those three movies should have been the foundation of the fucking DCEU. Like when they brought out that Superman movie, I like you know what I mean, uh, fucking Man of Steel. I mm-hmm. thought that was gonna be like when I saw the first poster for it, I thought it was Chris Nolan. It was originally, yeah, it was supposed to be Christopher Nolan. And if it wasn't 
if it wasn't him, they should have had somebody be like, all right, let's continue this vision and make it continuity and like not fuck up. And like, even if you have to recast Batman, but or whatever, or have Batman be retired, who fucking cares? Have it be Nightwing, right? We just had three Batman movies. Just bring in Joseph Gordon-Levitt and keep fucking going and build your multiverse from there. We would not be where we are today if they had just stuck with the foundation and the hard bedrock of my soul that is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. They should have just (laughs) built it from there. We would have been fine. <laughs> Him and Cavill would still be running the show. It would be fucking incredible. Well, I, they should I think, have just done that. I think it was Nolan who backed out. He was working. I think he was working on um, Inception. I reject that. DC backed out. They could have said, we are going to keep this continuity. We're going to get new directors, just like Marvel has. Like They should have said at that point, hire somebody to fucking run this circus. And let's just, yeah, let's use this and let's build from it. The fact that they rebooted the continuity was, that was their fuck up. They should have kept it. Zack Snyder was supposed to be the next Nolan. Yeah, but he didn't keep Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You see what I mean? They destroyed the continuity. <laughs> they restarted. It's not about, that. they could have retired Batman, but you know what? That's not what they wanted because they wanted to play with the bat toy instead of keeping the continuity. They should have used those first three movies as bedrock and fucking, they fucked up. Nolan never wanted Superman. He wanted his own thing. Well, see, but then fire Nolan. They could have had, they could have. No one, you don't fire Chris Nolan. (laughs) Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I'm now convinced of this, is the linchpin in the destruction of the DCEU. They should have just built from that continuity. He should have been the bat part of the bat world and Batman fucking retired and moved to France with Alfred or whatever. I... I wanted to ask whether I was like absolutely shit faced or did you guys also see the way that that Robin hung laundry in this movie? Did you guys see that? Yeah. Yeah. See what Chris O'Donnell did? Did I? And then he winked at Alfred like it was unbelievable. This was the best thing I've ever seen. Like what was happening in this movie? Honestly. LSD. (laughs) You know, they should take that 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 laundry scene and then just put abba's dancing queen over oh my god they absolutely should (laughs) they absolutely should if that's not on youtube tomorrow i'm gonna be so upset Lindsay, get on it oh my god i was obsessed (laughs) with that moment i was like what the fuck is happening and then he's swinging around wayne manor like it's lara croft and oh yeah like it's lara croft crashing around the manor (laughs) i think it's funny that we all thought that yeah insane insane so fucking stupid the dumbest parts for me in this movie is how shit just like doesn't add up at all. Hey guys, Two Face is attacking the circus. Hey guys, he put a giant ass bomb in the middle of the circus. Hey guys, you know who should get rid of that giant ass bomb? The fucking acrobats. Hey guys, <laughs> I can keep going. It's just none of this shit adds up. The fucking dialogue is so bad. The dude in the beginning, when he's stuck in the fucking vault, screams, it's boiling acid. And then they have to dub in the sound of when the glasses fall in the water that's clearly there and nothing's happening to the glasses. Holy you know who shit. I thought that was when um, he first came? like, it's boiling acid. I actually... I actually thought that was Rick Moranis when I first saw him. Oh like, my god, Rick that would have been awesome. It would have been awesome, but it's not because this movie has ass. Damn it. <sighs> Fun fact for you guys. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio was originally considered for the role of Dick Grayson slash Robin, but he turned it down. Because he has a half a brain cell? That's exactly the reason <laughs> why. He literally turned it down for the exact same reason that Michael Keaton did. He 
hated what Joel Schumacher was doing to the movie. It was too ravey and edgy for him. <laughs> I really like the way that Robin discovers the Batcave, that this is the second time that Alfred's just like, fuck, someone discovered the Batcave on my watch. Yeah, he's like, shit. <laughs> I'm so fired. Damn it. Every time someone comes into this house, they discover the bad cave. Damn it, Alfred. Yeah. Well, to be fair, Vicky Vale figured it out because um, she's not dumb and he sleeps upside down. <laughs> oh my God. That's right. That was so funny. What's wrong with these movies? <laughs> even, the, even the serious ones are just ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> again, I, it brings me back to like, come on. If there was no jokey Batman movies and there was just like that scene in Batman where he's uh, hanging upside down, like, give me a break. <laughs> like, I think that um, I like Robin's like rubbing his three brain cells together to steal the Batmobile and take it to the UV party on the bad side of town. And then they're like, hey, man, who are you? And he's like, I'm Batman. Don't you see my car? You fucking idiot. And they're like, you're 12. What are you talking about? (laughs) Like, get the fuck out of here. Can we can we talk about the villains that he fought there? Was anyone else like, oh, these are. At first, I was like, oh, it looks like they're referencing Bane because they kind of have the Mexican, like, luchador out. <laughs> they have the... Not just inexplicably <laughs> hit himself in the face with his microphone. Like, they have I the... don't know how you just did that. Like, you didn't move. It's I, just I a, it's like it took on a life of its, it's own. Exploded. It's just like the microphone just smacked him in the face. Like, he didn't even move. Um, what the fuck just happened? I'm going to need the playback of that video. Jesus Christ. They they the baddies have luchador masks on. So I was like, oh, maybe they're referencing Bane really quick. And then I realized, no, this is just really bad stereotypical stereotypical racist Mexican gang stuff. I hoped against hope. And in the back of my mind, I knew I was wrong. You were wrong. I knew I was wrong. I thought they were supposed to be the Batman Beyond Jokers. That's what I thought too, but I was like, no, this is just racist this is just racist this is just racism yeah well that tracks yeah it's still the 90s <laughs> so i'm like ah oh, we found it i didn't have a problem with the women's stuff but there it is we found it so there's had to be something wrong mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> wouldn't be the 90s yeah apart from the apart from the racism i did enjoy the robin goes to beat up a bunch of random uv guys just out of just for no reason he just is like i'm gonna go do this like i found all this bat stuff like batman adopted me and like he also only takes the car he doesn't take the suit he doesn't take a batarang no it's just him it's just him in the bat in the batmobile the boat the jet and he's like, I'm bat. Well, I get driving around the city, but he's not. Yeah, he's not dressed as Batman. He's just himself going around being like getting out of the Batmobile, yeah. like rubbing his three brain cells together. And also, why is the Batmobile able to be driven by anyone other than Batman? Why is it not voice commanded? Fucking way too intelligent for this movie. You're just you're just nope. yeah. I... too far, Scott. <laughs> this movie doesn't you can't go. That's like asking how the dinosaurs replicated in Fallen Kingdom. We don't fucking know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like it's. It was a legitimate question. It was a legitimate question without a legitimate answer. It does not matter. Did you see Chris Pratt wrangle the dinosaurs? Calm down. That's all that matters. But I do like that Robin has like, he kind of like, he he has this like really weak, like poorly drawn out revenge arc where he's like mad that like he he wants to kill Two-Face because Two-Face killed all the other Graysons and he has to like learn about how not to murder and he like doesn't murder Two-Face and it was very no way home and 
but like done badly. And it's like this adorable little arc that Robin had. It was, it was so precious. Now he's like ready to fully be Robin in the next movie. It's great. What's not to like? To be fair, Dick Grayson is the only successful Robin Batman has ever had. When you say successful Robins, do you mean not dead? Yes. Okay. I love Bruce's whole thing about like taking in orphans and like letting them get murdered, but like he keeps taking more orphans. Hey, if you want to make an omelet, you got to break a couple eggs, you know, whatever. Couple of dead kids, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Not a big deal. We'll just get another one and no short supply of orphans. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But Scott, take us through whatever's left from the rumor requirement. I have quite a few things uh, in the room of requirements. So according to Jim Carrey, uh, Tommy Lee Jones hated him. Like told him on screen, I hate your work and I hate your movies. That tracks. Yep. Super big time, which kind of shocks me that Tommy Lee Jones was in Captain America, the first Avenger, because that was just as weird of a movie for him. (laughs) Way, way better role totally was but it's also just like (laughs) still a comic book movie for him it's just not something you would like see him in kind of like when i was surprised that robert redford was the main bad guy in winter soldier well because it was the one of the least comic book movies that's very very true they were yeah it was a very different thing it's more of like espionage yeah yeah i mean he read the script for instance right i mean he did Well, let's let's be fair. The thing that worked the most in that movie were Chris Evans' biceps. Very true. Those were the things that were That's working right. in overdrive. Very, very true. <laughs> um, traditionally, the Batmobile is driven by a stunt driver throughout most of these movies. However, Chris O'Donnell demanded that he be allowed to drive the vehicle uh, during the uh, joyride scene. And the very first time he took the car out, he curbed it. And dented the shit out of the fun, the uh, fender. That's why we can't have nice things. It's very much why we can't have nice things. Uh, I already said it, but this is the first instance of Arkham Asylum appearing on screen. We have only ever heard about it in comic books beforehand. Wait, they showed it? No, they t- that's where Riddler is at the end. Oh, okay, because they lock him up. Yeah, they're at Arkham Asylum. I was like, I don't remember. Okay, all right, go on. And she's like, you know who Batman is? And he's like, I'm Batman! That's right. That happens at Arkham. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, and then Billy, you'll like this one, Lindsay. Uh, Billy D. Williams, because he was snubbed by uh, WB for playing Two-Face, actually gets to play Two-Face as Harvey Dent slash Two-Face in the Lego Batman movie. The best Batman movie. What did you rate this movie? Because I need you to read this out loud. I I don't know. I gave this a hundred out of ten. It was just pure <laughs> chaos. <laughs> I loved it. And, and villains, a hundred out of ten. Nothing matters is the moral of this movie. A hundred out of ten on both scales. Mother of God. I actually don't even want to give a rating. Because nothing I say will cap what you I, just said. I dare you to rate this movie after I just I gave can't. it a hundred. I can't, dude. I literally the only thing that gives that stops me from giving it a zero, and I struggle every time we do these. Every time we do a bad movie, and again, Matt said at the beginning we were doing the timeline. As far as Rotten Tomatoes goes, this is the worst movie we've ever reviewed. As far as Rotten Tomatoes goes, so far since we've since we've calculated that, there's some shit that might be lower. 
I do not think I will ever give a movie that we choose to cover on the timeline a zero. But this movie gets the only thing that stops this movie from getting a zero is the first time that Jim Carrey appears as the Riddler. Genuinely, that's it. What about his final outfit? No. Oh my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> so upset. I was not no. watching this thinking, damn, he looks like, like T Swift. I'll go yes, back and think that now, no. but like when I was watching it, I was like, God damn it. What is this? Slay Queen. <laughs> look look guys i'm not gonna lie my son he wanted to watch this with me about 20 minutes in he started playing on a switch and then left the fucking room because it was so bad <laughs> my eight-year-old left the room <laughs> what did you rate it i'm gonna give it a three out of ten wow that's higher than me I'm I'm giving it a three out of ten because I love the aesthetic design of the Batmobile. Um, because H.R. Geiger, I looked up his name because I couldn't remember it, it was killing me. H.R. Geiger, who designed the aliens from the Alien franchise, uh, did the move the design for this one and the next one, I believe. Um, I like that they brought Robin in, which I think is sorely missed from the Batman movies. And the like kernels of actual acting we got were really good so i'll give it a three out of ten i think that's like super respectable that's like that's a three for you in a batman movie it's an 100 for me like that's like yeah or <laughs> like that tracks that's correct i expected 100 percent. that was it my rating of 100 out of 10 stands <laughs> oh i'm sure it does like we're not even this isn't even a turn it up to 11 movie guys this it's just chaos the only thing that would make more sense is if she's like, I give it an A out of 10. Actually, A is a great a great rating for this. To give it an A plus, that might actually be the right answer. It might be A plus out of 10. A plus out of 10. Like, that's how yeah. little this movie makes sense. Task, task failed successfully. <laughs> this one gets 100. The uh, Batman and Robin will get an A plus out of 10. I'll remember. Green check mark out of 10. Like, yeah. <laughs> check star out of 10. <laughs> This is like the paid for Twitter verified oh, thing. Yeah. And then this then and then there's the other yeah. sub verified yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The sub verified This is a hundred a hundred percent an eight dollar Twitter check mark out of ten. Oh my god. Eight dollars. I had the best time. But you know what this taught me is that like like I should have been that wasted for never ending story. I might have, no, I don't know. Oh my that. Never God. ending story was. I really feel like bad. this would have been, dude, you would have had a complete no. Actually, I think it would have made you angrier. I didn't like that movie. But let's <laughs> let's take something similar that was like, wow, what the what in the motherfuck? Like, I think that getting wasted might be the answer for the more chaotic, like what is happening <laughs> in movies. Like Fantastic Four. Like so the ones that are like, yeah. oh, this is objectively bad. Spider-Man three. I think getting like really tanked for these might be the way forward of just like and really embrace this like only caring about it if it sparks serotonin or dopamine and just otherwise letting it all fall away might be like the way to watch these. Like I really am like elevated in how I have absorbed. What you're this saying film. is that this will not be the only 100 out of no, 10. No, I guarantee you. Like... I can tell you right now, Fantastic Four is going to be 100 out of 10. That'll be a double green check mark out of 10. I'm going to start giving ridiculous movies or start going to start getting ridiculous ratings because if if you're going to make this shit, Schumacher and fucking Raimi 
Like, if you're going to produce these movies, you're going to hear about it. <laughs> it is two HP 3530 ThinkJet printers out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm getting us the fuck out of here, though. Yeah. <laughs> As always, thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. Uh, hopefully, you had a choice while we didn't. Uh, we hope you enjoyed yourselves and maybe even learned something. Please join us next week for Pocahontas, which I've it's been a while since we've covered a Disney movie, like a couple couple episodes so i'm excited to get back into yeah. a renaissance movie mm-hmm. uh be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts as well follow us on all of our social media you can find links to our sites and social media in the episode descriptions if you'd like to support the podcast not only will we love you forever matt would too uh but we'd encourage you to follow us on our patreon where you can watch our or catch our special quiz show rewind the timeline Make sure to check out our website for the timeline goodies, including our new feature, Request the Timeline. We just did one last week for Gremlins 2. We have another one coming up. Uh, let us know what you want to see, and we'll make it happen. But until next time, guys, stay nerdy. <laughs>